Honk with Mike Bridenstine is brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. We should take a knee for the last three minutes to force this cheap fuck to buy Zoom. Mike knows, like, so, like the biggest names in comedy. Dude, you gotta see this guy's fucking show list. He, like, has, like, the biggest names on, uh, in comedy on his, on his show. It's kind of unreal, Mike, how you do that. The best po- panel pod on the internet. And this is what the show's about, Nick. That we're, we have our finger on the pulse of America's uh, <laughs> trends. Obama is the actual devil. Crocodile Dundee was cool. Welcome to Honk with Mike Bridenstine. I'm Mike Bridenstine. Shout out Rick Gonzalez. Shout out Bad Planet. Shout out Nuntaken Podcast. Shout out to The Buffer. Shout out No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Thank you for being here. Let's do a show. I have, I don't know if you heard, the world's greatest panel. It's another Oops All Chicago episode. Mick Betancourt is back. First time on the panel. He's a producer. He's been a comedian on Late Friday and Premium Blend. He was a writer on Law & Order SVU. Why don't you just fuck my mouth? Sorry, I've quoted that line for 17 years. I love Nick Betancourt. Nate Craig is back. One of my favorites also. You know him from F is for Family and Maniac on Netflix. He's got a special on all things comedy. Check out his dates on natecraig.com. Bring a towel. It's going to get damp. Megan Gailey is back, another one of my favorites. She's been on Conan. She has a half hour on Comedy Central. She's written for Pause with Sam J. She's got a bunch of podcasts she plugs at the end of the show. We love Megan Gailey. Ever Maynard is back from Team Coco, from Netflix. Ever is quickly becoming another of my favorites. Mike O'Connell is back, first time on the panel, from Jimmy Kimmel Live, from Dr. Ken from Life in the Human Zoo, he might have my favorite internet video of all time. If you can't tell, this one has a lot of my favorite people, so let's get into it. Here are Mick, Nate, Megan, Ever, and Mike. If you don't already, please hit subscribe. I look tired. God damn. I look tired. I am tired. What I did there, Mike, is I went into audio settings and made a couple tweaks. (laughs) <laughs> Tweaks. Yeah, two cousins away on my mother's side. A guy does shit with microphone, so I think it's in my blood. When I play air guitar, I'm all lefty. I don't know why. I think Hendrix was. Uh... Yeah, no, he's a big influence on a lot of air guitarists. <laughs> I gotta say, <laughs> name a bigger influence on air guitarists. You can't. Nah, there is Inge Malmstein for those in the know. Oh, yeah. Inge Malmstein. I bought a Columbia house. Uh, I was on BMG or Columbia house, and I got an Inge Malmstein. Regret it? Would... Sure. <laughs> yeah. Listen to it once, yes. <laughs> but he could shred. Yeah. Uh he shredded like no other. And egomaniac shredder. Oh, yeah. We can start if you want, but this is oh, no. this is a whoops all Chicago multi generational. This represents ninety seven through two thousand. Wow. I left in fourteen. Yeah, but ever. Yeah. I, I think, think ever thir- left before me. I think 13. 13. I think Mike and I probably around the same time, right? Yeah, I was like 95, 96. No need to split hairs. 96. <laughs> <laughs> it already makes you look fucking elderly, so why not you go with 97? <laughs> you have beautiful hair. I think that you have yeah. beautiful, ageless hair. I the hair that started in 98, Mike. 
Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> 97 was 98 through 2013 that's a pretty oh. good run with only a slight gap i don't gaily you started when um oh nine i was gone ever when did you start you were there she was there oh eight she was there yeah like uh i think i started in 2007 at the second city oh yeah i, said, I oh, gotta go to no second gaps. city no, no gap go to second so city. 97 to what would we say 2014 Oh, yeah, a lot. It's a lot of time. We got a lot, a lot of ground. I'm like, what is I'm like trying to do the math? It's 17 years. Yeah. We'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going to try to do math. That's not a great scenario. Yeah. Is it 27? Right. 707 to 17 <laughs> plus four. 24. 24 years. 24. Ever has a hard out at three. I have to get into showbiz mo- mode at some point. <laughs> so some of the transitions turn, will be. Turn it on, man. Turn it the fuck on. I went to the Academy Museum this weekend. What's the oldest movie that you still think is awesome? I just don't think this is old. Um, but The Sound of Music. That's 60s, right? Yeah, it seems. I went on the Sound of Music tour in Austria. It was my mom, me, a bunch of nuns, and then like 35 gay men. It was the greatest collection of human beings. And we got on a tour bus with a mural painted on the side of it and went to all the hot spots together. (laughs) The actual hot spots of like where they were. So you know, like, like where they felt well no not like no where they where like they just where the Nazis took over yes. and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like we got the make it. we went to the <laughs> ice tag and everything you know no. that's but like I did go on that tour my mom still is upset she lost us she lost a shoe at Auschwitz um and like still and I'm like <laughs> she brought a change of shoes I don't know what was going on I don't know um but that was a different face. tour Difference for Mick a lot of that things pile lost of shoes. Auschwitz. I know, but she only brings up this damn Nine West ballet slipper. Yeah, mom, that's not the lost and found for shoes. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> I went to the Holocaust Museum with my sister and her, and like my nephew, and he was big into Thomas the Train at this point. Yeah. So he's, so he's like a little kid, and he's singing the whole time. We have to shush him. He's going all aboard the choo-choo train. Oh, all wow. aboard at the uh, fucking. How old was he? Yeah. 13. No, he was like a five. He was like five, five is young for a Holocaust museum. It was yeah. like, uh, hey, it's fine. He's too young yeah. to know. But He'll, he's singing okay. choo-choo train. Songs. What a confluence of things, though. Very, very <laughs> random. <laughs> Who, what, when, what, how did that even, who was like, I got to you know what? I know where we're going. We got keys or get the family, get a bus, get a bunch of people that are singing. Let's go to Auschwitz. <laughs> that's what the Von Trapps did. <laughs> you didn't, there was nothing in the sound of music that that went to Auschwitz, though, right? Separate or, tour, oh, separate tour. You know, when yeah. you're in the region, you gotta hit all the hot spots. The music mm. too. Anybody else have an old movie that they love? I like The Wizard of Oz. That's 1939. Yeah. That's about as old as it Okay, goes. that's old. That's a great. Yeah. Pretty lame. I always, I still cry when I watch It's a Wonderful Life. I don't know if that's earlier or what. That's black and white. Yeah. yeah. That's, not that's even, even black and white. That's super old. <laughs> it's about a Christmas suicide. That's about as sad as it gets. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it's a really light, dark, grim movie, but yet somehow funny. 
It's like the honeymooners with suicide. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> One Think of these days, that, Alice. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm going to jump straight off a fucking bridge and get saved by an angel. Clarence. He, the sweetest angel. Oh, here comes, oh, here comes Nate. Nate Craig. Yeah. You on Madison time? He's... <laughs> Mike, I'm sorry he did to me what I did to you. So What's that? Mm-hmm. What's then that? Purdue beat you guys, and then oh, yeah. the the Badgers beat Purdue. And I watched uh, the Illinois Penn State that nine what was overtime. It? Nine? That's nine. too many. That's too many. Nine overtime. A, it's yeah, the record. The, I thought it was a tie. Does, is there no tie There's in college? No more, no more ties in college. Nine overtime. I mean, give it a break. Yeah, that's so annoying. And they get to a certain <laughs> point, and then they get. They they do two point conversions. Here comes Nate, and then there he is. And like one of them hey, has Nate. to score, and the other one doesn't. Is how you end the game. So they had nine overtimes. So the Big Ten is just a joke football at this point. Hi Nate. Everybody He's wins. So happy. He's so happy. Good group here, guys. <laughs> do you know everybody, Michael. Nate? Yeah, hey. I know everybody. Hey guys. Hey. Nice hair, Michael. Oh, thank you very much. You as well, sir. Uh, let's have fun and start ever. What should Facebook change its name to? Facebook is changing its name. What should Facebook change? Mom's mom's here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, un unresponded, uh, message request. I don't know. (laughs) Is anybody still on? Is anybody still on MySpace? I was never on it. I was never on it. You never in your life? It was like it exists at all, does it? Or is it still kind of a thing? Or yeah, MySpace. I guess if AOL is still around, then it's no. Is it really? That's cool. (laughs) Didn't Justin Timberlake buy MySpace? That's or (laughs) no, he played. He he played played the Napster guy in In... the Social Network. (laughs) But I think he might have also (laughs) bought MySpace. Isn't wasn't he playing? Isn't the he was playing the naps the Napster guy? Yeah, yeah, he he played Napster Ventil or whatever. Yeah, whose name I'm now? Sean. Sean Mendez. Kingston. On Mendez. On Mendez. What is Napster guy's name? Anybody come come up with this thing? In 2009, Justin Timberlake and Specific Media Group, or sorry, 2011. Purchased MySpace for thirty-five million dollars. Wow! On the cheap, seems very cheap. Yeah, I didn't want a weird boomer Gen X moment where you were like, "No, no, he played." <laughs> no, you were right. Facebook, you old fuck. So I had to panic search on Google. Like, is he dumb enough that they were like, "You played the guy. You have to buy it now." Yeah, <laughs> you were still wrong. Yeah. You Even have to. You that shit up, you're still wrong. <laughs> That's how they paid him. It's like people get Amazon gift cards. He got paid in MySpace ownership for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> It'll come back. Know. It'll totally come back. <laughs> Why not? I'm ready for it. What is yeah, it? something has to happen. There has to be a new dumb thing to replace Facebook. Oh, obviously. I have it. Are you ready for it? It's called what Truth is- Social. It is. This is. This is Trump's new. This is Trump's new social yes. media site. Let's go around. What is your handle on Truth Social, Nate Craig? Oh, I have mine. I have mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you get excited. Okay, Putin's goaltender. Putin's goaltender. <laughs> have you guys ever seen the highlights of of Vlad Putin playing like out with the national team? No, is it awesome? 
Oh, dude, they, they, is he bad? they, well, oh, he's really bad. <gasps> and actually there's a great clip of him. Like, you know how they like roll the red carpet out onto the ice for like the ceremonial puck drop, like yeah. some poor dead Russian forgot to roll the carpet back up and Putin just takes <laughs> a digger on the carpet. And, and then, and then after that, the whole game is just the best hockey players in the world taking dives to let Vlad Putin score goals. I don't want to get the plutonium, dose of plutonium in your team. Yeah. That like you know, a, you yeah. the rest of that game was that guy's family sneaking into like Crimea and the Ukraine, knowing <laughs> tsunami of murder that was about to wave over their family. <laughs> the new red carpet will be blood of family. <laughs> the red carpet will flow all the way to Crimea unless we make it out before sundown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a dead man yeah uh megan you got one oh uh, yeah okay um marjorie taylor queen <laughs> oh i like that thank you mine's pence 15 like <laughs> penis <laughs> yeah I, I i wish there was another pun like marjorie, marjorie taylor queen like go bert like instead of bobert but it's yeah. not working <laughs> who's the guy with the eye patch Cawthorn. He's from Madison. Texas, not Madison. He's the oh, in the Cawthorn's the legless Nazi. Kren, who's cringe? Isn't there a Crenshaw? Madison Crenshaw? Yeah. Well, that's, no, 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 that's, that's the legless Nazi. His name. Cawthorn's the legless <laughs> Nazi. Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw is the pirate from Texas. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. <laughs> is this uh, what's a... his name? Jim Jordan, the the oh, national yeah, yeah, championship yeah. wrestler that. Yes. Every every shirt he owns looks like a pair of sweat socks. <laughs> He He's never worn a coat in his life. <laughs> he gave himself he cauliflower have. ears to pretend he's a wrestler. <laughs> he, he was so good at wrestling, nobody he had to give it to himself. <laughs> There's not one real expert in that guy's camp, or like it's all people that have been like, we just went out and find the real facts. Oh, yeah. and Jim no, Jordan. They, yeah, it's all, a, of it's, them, all of them were the just whole crew. They, they the expert, and then they have Trump's team come and be like we have google yeah we do we, we do our own research they had a guy who was their economic expert or something he was like their anti-china guy i looked him up he was on an old episode of conversations with matt dwyer after the eddie pepitone episode i go where the fuck did you find this guy dwyer just had him on his fucking podcast Really? What, somebody... Did he just lay into him, or what happened? No, the... no it was probably pre-Trump. He was probably just... Just an interesting e- economics. guy. Economics. <laughs> yeah, talking about economics with Matt Dwyer. That is so funny. Yeah, if it was pre-Trump, Dwyer didn't know enough to hate this guy. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, that's what, that's what he must be disappointed listening back. <laughs> <laughs> Peter when Navarro. When I was a tween... Peter Navarro, just Peter... for the record. Oh, yeah, that name... Oh, yeah. When... When I was a tween, I met Ari Fleischer. There you go. And he was later demonized because he was such a brick. <laughs> yeah. Did you Sorry, say Ari Fleischer, when you Oh, yeah. I met Ari Fleischer when I was a tween. Which one is that? That's the Bush guy, the Bush flag. Yeah, was, but then he was like riding it. pretty hard for Trump for a while. Yeah, yeah he was. He continues to. Yeah. He continues like, you to. You want to meet NSYNC or Ari Fleischer? <laughs> I had no choice. I had no choice. Fleischer. You guys, did you guys both have floor seats? For- a- <laughs> I think we know what, how your parents I'm a big breast Wait, Megan, have you met Mike Pence? Yeah. Mike. 
You go deep on. Well, I'm from in, I'm from Indiana, and um, I, there's <laughs> there's ten people in Indiana, and so I I have met him in passing. Like we've been in a, the same place. My parents like skipped out on going to some sort of fundraising dinner, and my brother and now his um, ex wife had to sit at the same table as him, and they were like, he is so like, and this was when he was governor, so pre him being VP, and they were like, just the way he looks at people is bizarre just a bizarre my sister met that... him and said his hair is beautiful oh yeah 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 when he, there is something very smell? eerie about him though yes very yeah. eerie kind of christian People... wait till you see his brother that's some like matrix villain shit and then there's daughter there's like great there's daughters that are like cool in indie i don't know like i'll i'll like a photo sometimes and then there'll be like a pence trail of other people that have liked it Mike Pence's brother. <laughs> You've Greg already Pence? seen him. You've already seen him. He is Mike Pence. Same haircut, yeah. same oh, hair both. color. And I he's a politician. A, yeah. I didn't think with Tom Hanks's brother one time, and it's exactly like Tom Hanks with less hair, identical almost, same voice. Are you sure you didn't voice. meet Colin Hanks? <laughs> <laughs> the voice of Jeffrey from Toys R Us. Wow. What? Yes, it couldn't have been more cool. And uh, yeah, it was a, he directed this. Like, Jeffrey the giraffe is a Hanks. The voice was Tom Hanks's brother. That's amazing. That's a Tom great must fact. Be jealous. That's the best gig you could. And have I was so poor. <laughs> I was so poor. Tom Hanks screened the thing for his brother at CAA, and and they had like invited the cast, and the waiters had uh, uh, coconut shrimp. And I was so poor. I was like, are you tasting these shrimp? And I go, what door are you guys fucking coming out of? And the guy's like, right over there. So I'm standing by the door. And my wife's like, you better go fucking talk to Tom Hanks. We have fucking nothing. And I'm like, you're allergic to seafood. These fucking shrimps are amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to talk to him after this is over. So right in the middle of the screening, you just see one head get up and walk out. And there goes Hanks and my acting career. <laughs> <laughs> He is constantly handing out acting careers, you know, like in parties. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Like, you get a fucking career. And it could have been you. Instead, it was the volleyball. Yeah. Would you like star? Wilson. Everyone knows that. You have your priorities, coconut shrimp. I get sounds good. Tom Hanks. You're never going to get them again. Not a good coconut shrimp. It's hard to come by. It is. Sometimes they're soggy. <laughs> They're free soggy. shrimp. We're all from Chicago. Free shrimp. We know the decision to make. <laughs> <laughs> Open bar. Free shrimp. Are you kidding? <laughs> Would have been nice to meet you, but uh, yeah, there's delicacies at hand. Yeah, we did I, a thing before. Huh? I sent pictures yesterday of me eating a Chicago dog to Mick, and then one of me putting ketchup on it, and he called me fucking traitor, <laughs> treasonous <laughs> bitch. You called me, I believe. <laughs> It's one of you the know, strangest traditions in the world. The Chicagoans get mad about that. I went to Wiener Circle when I moved to Chicago, not mm-hmm. knowing what Wiener Circle was oh, or like the wow. whole like hype around it or the whole deal. So I just go and I order a hot dog and these women are screaming the nastiest <laughs> things to me. And I just for months took it personally and didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand oh, that that's the gimmick. Yeah. And, but then I was, I, I was like, should I apologize? You know, then I was, yeah. and I was like 21 on a bus. Like my hometown is 900 people. So <laughs> I'm like a hot dog. Oh, this is nice. 
And then they're just like. Did you order a chocolate shake? No. I just ordered like the hot dog and fries and just had no friends. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Ed DeBevix, but it's screaming. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a whole genre. People in the Midwest are so nice that they'll pay waiters and food staff to scream obscenities at them. I love it. When I was a waitress, yeah, when I was a waitress in Chicago, people would always be like, you, you act like you're working at Ed DeBevix, but you're just working at an Irish pub. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm not paying, I'm not like a BDSM person. (laughs) I just want to have a fucking cheeseburger. (laughs) Uh, My daughter, the inner circle, she was 10. We went around midnight. See, that's worse than the Holocaust Museum. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't remember I couldn't remember to like what level they went to. So then yeah. she was flashing the lights and then flash, you know, flipping the lights on and off, then flashed the line that my daughter was in, jumping up and down, screaming chocolate shake mm-hmm. at the top of her lungs. And my daughter was just like this. <laughs> oh, that's a real thing. If you order a chocolate shake, everybody will show your titties. They'll show, They'll show you. their, yeah. their titties. Their really? titties. You get titty you meat. Somebody would say stop I found that. out the hard way. <laughs> We're going to have to keep this one between Guess you who's and who's going to it's Chicago. Like the <laughs> Hi, I'm Ever. I'm new in town. About 15 years ago, you screamed some pretty nasty things to me. Chocolate shake and can you repeat them? <laughs> I wasn't I ready for you then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm emotionally prepared for you. <laughs> Best French fries. Best French fries I've ever had. Wiener shake. I think it's a good hot dog. I like it. Oh, it's charred. Great. Best yeah. French fries you've ever had. Mm. Ever had? Yeah, Wiener Circle. And if you go during the day, they don't yell at you. No. <laughs> that's, that's they had like a failed reality show. Wow. Sure. I, saw, I, saw them <laughs> I was on it. <laughs> were you? <laughs> yeah, I was on it where they were like, I got paid maybe $50. And they were like, pretend you're on a first date with this guy. And they made us put hand puppets on and have the hand puppets have sex with each other. What? And then why did that fail? This seems like a Craigslist. Show. I know, but I was, you know, you just really if they called me now, I would do it again, you know? I just no, wanna sure. <laughs> Where are the cameras? It's a reality <laughs> all hidden. No, are this is a reality to- show. Were you supposed to be on a date at the Wiener Circle? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. probably the best And part. I the, the man was so nice who I was at, I was on the date with, and then my now husband was like, My friend said he was on the Wiener Circle reality show with you. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did I had a I had hand puppet sex with him. Oh my god. Weird, weird first date. Yeah. <laughs> nice guy, nice guy. <laughs> Um, those unscripted showrunners, they re- they're, a, they're, they're, their cup runneth over. But it's like I the show it. should have just been about those women, yeah, you know, yeah. like how yeah. did those women come to work at the Wiener Circle? How much money did they make? What was their, mm-hmm. what were their home lives like? Their kid, it's like you don't need to send in f- prop people to the Wiener yeah. Circle, it's yeah, already, it's not about the, it's not about the customers, no, it's not eliminate. At in a shooting gallery. <laughs> Shit. That's how much yes. people hate the working class. That they wanted to do a Wiener Circle documentary <laughs> about the customers. Exactly true. About exactly fake true. customers that they're yeah. paying. Also, how did y'all have like fake? What was the thing? Like you just are casual puppet freaks, and you go 
to the no, winner's circle. No, no, no. We went in like a normal <laughs> couple, and then they and then the ladies were like, "Can we get you to do something?" And I'm like, "For sure." Sure, sure. <clears throat> no, but that's ever. That's a way better episode. <laughs> yeah. That, then that then the show is back about the the staff at the winner's circle. Yeah. Who the Just fuck like, are these oh. fucking white kids with their hand puppets and why are they on counter right now? Oh, you did this one even. Yeah. Well, it's that's like... what I do. <laughs> that's no, what we like think you do. Or <laughs> <sighs> okay, hard transition time. Okay, uh, I did talk about Colin Powell Don't last be. week. Colin Powell, here are your choices. Uh, total saint, total monster, or nice guy who happened to commit a bunch of war crimes. What say you <laughs> folks? I think nice guy. I mean, he just... He... There was something about him that was uh, seemingly honorable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, he seemed like a real uh, general slash politician. So maybe the last one. The Have war criminal. A, a, a pleasant <laughs> war criminal. That's what I was saying. A pleasant war criminal. Okay. Megan, did you meet him? I did not. No, no. I did not meet him. I did not meet him. But I do have such a soft spot for the elderly. I love them. Um, so even when when someone hits eighty, I have a hard time hating them. Especially if they haven't been tried at the Hague yet. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what's funny? When they catch those like ninety-five-year-old Nazis, part of me is always like, "Come on." They just sent uh, somebody to jail. For I think a secretary just went to jail. I think yeah. I just heard Mike Bridenstine say he was pro-Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike, you can, let's you can talk about that. that way for sure. You could totally spin it that way. No, even you the... could see how they could get caught up in it, right? <laughs> I think that what's the new movie? It's like Last One Night in Soho or something. It like he's a ninety-year-old like murderer who got away, and you're like, oh gosh. <laughs> So Robert, Robert Durst, he just went to jail. I yeah. know. Yeah. I know. Well, they got him for killing a friend. But we COVID. saw him younger. Like, I saw him younger with the burping and the peeing and stuff. And so, but if I had just seen him in the courtroom now, I would have been like, oh boy, yeah. I feel for him. But yeah. I, they got him in young, under the age for me. He wanted to get okay, caught here's so You have very serious rules. Are these on the wall? <laughs> Dexter had a code. Okay, well, this just blew my mind. I found this out last year that Texas, and I'm sure there were other states, housed Nazi prisoner of war. They had prisoner of war camps for Nazis. And in rural Texas, in Westphalia, which is a predominantly German town where my grandmother grew up, uh, they would put them, they would have them do manual labor. And my grandmother was like in the cotton field. This is like in the like 30s, 40s, whatever. And she was she'd never heard other people talking German before and she was like 10. So she was speaking German to these guys. And then her brothers were, were like, what the fuck? Like, those are not like, those are not, it was weird. It was a weird Nazi story that I found out about my grandmother. <laughs> I didn't know they had this. dying. Yeah. They yeah, had no, Nazi not... prisoner of war camps. In... The real, it was a real uh, reverse Hogan's heroes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, grandma was like, a less finished, humorous, but one. she yeah. was like, I didn't know they were Nazis. I don't even know what a Nazi is. And then, the German. Yeah, and then is that like a good assignment if they you get sent to Texas? Like, German. are you like real low Honestly, level? It, it's making a lot of sense about the the how many white supremacists there are. <laughs> oh, a few of them got out like, and spread oh, their okay. ideas. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure they, they had a newspaper that circulated down there. Yeah, yes. my my dad was bragging about how he has buddies. He's a carpenter, 
he wasn't bragging about it. It was more like, yeah, buddy, I'm telling you the Texas mafia or militia. He kept calling it Texas mafia or militia. I was like, you mean militia? They got shit all up on these riverbanks when the revolution comes, man. Guns are hidden over here. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. My dad knows these guys. Some great friends. Some great friends. Yeah, man, most, you know, frustrating Jim. To, most frustrating thing to those Nazis were they couldn't get abortions. Yeah. <laughs> frustrating. Got to drive to another state. No abortion. Here we come, Louisiana. Got to no take your Volkswagen tested. to somewhere else. Fräulein, have you ever been to Arkansas? <laughs> Just a quick stop. Hello. I'm, I'm pretty sure Arkansas trip. does not have a lot of great women's rights. No, laws. no, no. I should. I think you're sort of surrounded I by New Mexico. New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Fräulein, <laughs> have you ever been to Santa Fe? <laughs> How do you feel about New Mexico? Uh, we didn't talk about John Gruden last week. Uh, Gailey, who? Meg, John Gruden. Megan will <laughs> tell gonna, you soon. Ever, you're gonna love this guy. Oh, uh, how many more scandals do the NFL have? Does the NFL have in them? You know, like they said. Well, they said they're good. They said they cleaned it up. They said they looked. Okay, let's explain this. So and it's all good. Ever, what did he do? Okay. Wait, sexual assault? No. He emailed his thoughts about. He used the the gay f word for the commissioner, and he ca- okay. he said he called him a pussy or something. And was that yeah. a coach or a player? He was at coach. the time he was a ESPN, commentator yeah. for ESPN, and then when this all came out, he was the Las Vegas Raiders coach. And okay. so the emails spanned like ten years, mm-hmm. and he also said a that different time. Well, but they like they came up to 2018, you know, okay. Where, okay. and and he said that um, anyone who kneeled should have been fired. Women That's should not RBG be ref- women should not be uh, referees. Um, he sort he of like hit one of that guy uh, came out like the first NFL player to come out. Michael Sam's. Uh, oh, yeah. Shit. yeah, Michael no, Sam. A- and then he has the first openly he did have the first openly gay player on his team. Carl Nassib. Okay, so Carl's not, is Carl still playing or no? Carl is playing and he did ask for a personal day when this all came out and they said, yes, you can take a personal day. They're like, we'll just actually give uh, John Gruden a hundred million personal days. How about that? <laughs> Wait, so he's he got sentenced with still allowed, days. he's still allowed to coach? No, no, no he, he resigned. Fired. He quit. Yeah, he quit. Or they um, forced him out or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that then, was all crazy. So they were, they out. were. They were investigating. They weren't even investigating him. They were investigating the Washington football team because they filmed cheerleaders during practice, made cheerleaders go on a private plane, and I, they think definitely exchanged sexual favors with high-ranking NFL and team officials. And so they were they were investigating a whole different situation when this shit popped up. But now the NFL has said, we went through everyone else's emails and we're all good. No one else had so any there's issues. There's no amount of scandal that. How could you? How could you actually get those emails? Like legally, it seems like the NFL is some sort of FBI. They well, have- they were all employees. 
There were oh, employees. Yeah, they were sending it on NFL. It was <laughs> oh, he was emailing the GM and president of the Washington football team. So they were going to NFL.com emails. <laughs> they were having a real locker room chat uh, from their corporate email address. It was yeah. real locker room talk. I want to yeah. know: Have these guys never heard a football coach speak before? Oh Within the God. first five I... minutes, you'll get this stuff. They shamed me to death almost when I was. Talking. Well, in fairness, you were quite a I pussy. Was, I can still feel. I'm historically I quite a pussy. Yes. I can feel the uh, elastic marks around my waist from the cheerleading uniform and the steel <laughs> in my side on the jet. That's just me. You know you what are, I mean? Like you were doing some undercover investigation. No, I was just like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's let's get the Bears the number one draft pick. Like, yeah. what do I have to do? One time I was closing the Old Town Ale House, and this guy with an NFL <laughs> suit came on and said, hey, would you like to wear a uniform and fly on a private jet? And I said, are we talking about the Bears here? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about the Bears. And I said, well, whatever I got to do, have the Bears get that first-round pick. And he said, well, put this cheerleading uniform on. And, you know, it was, it was Saturday, so we were closing. It was at 5 a.m. So... <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm out at O'Hare flying on that jet, doing a whole thing. We built a pyramid on the plane, and uh, you know there? that's when we got Cutler. That's when we got Cutler. <laughs> Real Smoke, tight. Yeah, that, was a, that, was day. Great, that was a great day. <laughs> Real you tight know? uniform. The original, <laughs> the original Spanks. Nobody knows that. But the executive cons. from the Bears invented the Spanks. Pros <laughs> and cons. You know what I mean? I'm a real fan. We're, we're, we're all talking shop here. Hey. <laughs> Nate, you're saying, you're saying that no amount of scandal is going to bring the NFL down. Nothing they're impervious no. to. Well, if, they, no. if the fact that the players are killing themselves because of CTE doesn't fucking do it, I yeah. don't know what will. Because they was had like a five years ago when they cared. They, they had care a anymore. they had a brutal. It came out a few years ago, but like the settlement just happened within the last few weeks, where the medical industry was judging the brains of black players and white players differently based on race. Um, it's called it, it, it has like a Phrenology. medical term to it, and the NFL got caught doing it, and now has to go back and reassessed all of these scans that they were doing but it's like that's pretty that i mean that is systematic racism like yeah. to its core definition and that didn't even i saw that on outside the lines like that wasn't even on sports center wow that's can you imagine like when you talk about brand loyalty like that like the <laughs> article came out in france where the catholic church was like all right, so we raped 300,000 kids. <laughs> and everyone's and it, like, well, we're getting married, so we better do it at the church. You're like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? And that was just France. So you translate into people's ingrained experiences of like the NFL, the, these perceived societal institutions. <laughs> right, exactly. Megan, exactly here talking cult. so much shit. She's I'm showing like, a cult uh, systematic uh, racism, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, big right win here. last night. There, yeah. There's nothing more refreshing than a little bit of hip, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> being a hypocrite is sometimes joyous. 
But Being a hypocrite is sometimes joyous. Humans are such horrible animals. There are certain things that keep us from just murdering each other in one day. And football has gotten to that level. Like, I've, I honestly, just the way things are in this country, I feel like the only reason that we haven't exploded into a civil war right now is because dudes wanted to see what happens with their fantasy football teams. <laughs> sometimes I'm serious. Sometimes I'm like, man, thank God for football. Yeah. There was a small riot at the Bears uh, Rams game, if you saw that. that was, was there? There was just a big fucking fight of just Chicago versus L.A. Which side would we be on? (laughs) We absconded from Chicago. I guess I wouldn't fight Chicagoans. I guess I wouldn't fight anybody. Probably, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. uh, I'd I'd wear my Packer hat and go to the. I'd go to to the concession stand there. I don't. I don't think that I would fight, but I'd be like, "Ooh, yeah, fight." <laughs> I'd be like, "World star hip hop, world star." World star. <laughs> Went up to visit a Berwyn guy that moved to uh, Fond du Lac, and they had one of those bars that were in a house. So we were going in through the side door, and I was the second guy going in at five. And one guy grabbed the handle of the screen door, and I football tackled him through the screen door. We had a couple pops in us. And so he lands, I land on top of him and then everyone starts jumping on top. So we're half in the bar, half out. We're all in bear shit. And we look over and the bar is just green and gold mugs, Uh. all fucking Packers fan. And they just turn and see this stack of fat pieces of shit from Chicago (laughs) stacked up in the fucking doorway. If there's anything people from Wisconsin hate, it's fat pieces of shit. (laughs) (laughs) When they look in the mirror. <laughs> if you spot it, you got it. So, man, we just ran to the car. They were throwing shit at the car. We peeled out. <laughs> it's a real. That's actually a real thing. You know, it's so funny. You think it's just like a, a funny football rivalry. It's not. <laughs> yeah, that's Big Nate, Megan, Ever, and Mike. If you haven't already, please hit subscribe. There's still more show. But if you want video. Of this panel, you want to see what everybody looks like in the moment it was recorded, plus 77 other panels. That is on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Brido, B-R-I-D-O. If you go there and you sign up, I give you preferential treatment. You can submit questions to the panel. I feel like the people on the Patreon this week who are getting the show with no edits are getting quite a different experience than the people listening to this. I will say that. It's also World Series time. There are World Series reviews, 1903 to 1960. I've kind of been slow on that since I've been working on the comedy book. And I'm roughly through 2003 on that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I posted my 37th Chicago Comedy History Project bonus show this week with Christy K-Rock Mangel from thebastion.org. Find out what that means. If you want to help support the show, that's also where you go. Do I need money? Yes. My water heater broke yesterday. Finding out if that's covered on the warranty. Patreon.com forward slash Brido. If you want even more of me, I'm doing power moves with Mike Burns again this week. Okay. We'll get right back to the show after a brief word from our sponsors. This show is brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Urbandale, Iowa. Learn to defend yourself. Get back in shape. Learn from black belt instructor and bona fide hunk JJ motherfucking Bari's been on the show. If you're in the Des Moines area, stop getting your ass kicked. 
Gogo Plata the fuck out of life until it taps. No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Tell them Prido sent you. What's the best way to handle the streaming wars? Well, you judge all the content against each other. The Buffer Battle Podcast does just that. Joel and Tony are former radio co-hosts who pit two relevant pieces of content against each other each week to determine who's the winner of the week. From documentaries to dumb sitcoms, these two will help you decide who wins, and at the end of each month, they throw it all into a no-holds-barred cage match to see who wins the month. Often joined by special guests, including me, your boy Brido, to help decide the winner's tournament style. These guys have fun making fun of themselves as they keep their passion for film and TV alive during the podcast. Tony is a handsome film nerd, Joel is a handsome music geek, and they aren't shy about their opinions. Listen to the Buffer Battle podcast wherever you download your podcasts. Hi, this is Dustin with None Taken Podcast, and I have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. Hey, this is Alan with None Taken, and I also have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. And you clearly listen to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine, so maybe you'll like our show, too. We post weekly episodes recapping current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal lives. Give us a listen. You can find us wherever you found Hunk with Mike, or go to our website, nuntakenpod.com. And now back to the world's greatest panel. Fuck yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> These guys fuck. <laughs> Thank you, Dustin and Alan. Those boys won't stop a fucking. Now, here's the thrilling conclusion of Mick, Nate, Megan, Ever, and Mike. If you haven't already, please hit subscribe. Have you guys watched any of the baseball postseason and seen them in Atlanta still doing the chop? It's very, it's like kind of shocking. I can't get over it. I yeah. can't get over it. As an adult. But they, they didn't change the name though yet. The Chiefs right? still do it. All the, yeah. the 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 Chiefs, you know. I mean, but one of them uh, changed their name, right? The, the Indians, Indians did. The Indians the and the Washington. They're the Guardians. Wow, I it's a cool that. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah and there's an like angel. the statues on the bridge. It's like tied, and it's good. It makes sense. But if you watch the Braves, they're still doing the chant oh, no, and the chop, and it's like. This was fucked up in the '90s. Yeah, it wasn't cool. It's never been cool. It seemed a little, a little much in the '90s, but now you're like, "What is going on?" Yeah. yeah, people like to hold on to stupid traditions. So, who are you yeah. rooting for? The chop or the trash can? The Astros or the Braves? Yeah, it's like a genocide hey, flash like mob. What's yeah. I mean, wrong with Astros? Cheaters. Oh. I didn't understand that. They were banging on trash cans to give them singles. <laughs> Every time they knew a curveball was coming, they'd be like, smash Boom. on a trash can. So Boom. the batter's like, I hear the trash cans. Curveball's coming. Like, that's how <laughs> That's how simple the system had to be. Yeah. There was a book, there was a <laughs> book that came out. Baseball players was, to get it. A but, book came out right after they won the World Series. It was like, how a ragtag group of guys defied the logic and used special statistics to turn a, a, right. like a franchiser, I'm like they banned nope. on a trash a janitor, can. Janitor, but they banging on a dumpster. Yeah, they, they, they knew like what the catcher was gonna. Like... Yeah, yeah, they were stealing they, signals. They were filming. They had like a but, telescopic lens, which is apparently a thing that happened throughout history of baseball. Like uh, when certain famous home runs have happened, I can't remember if it was Bobby Thompson or. Bill Mazeroski, he knew that something was coming, and he, you still have to hit the fucking ball, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, there's NFL teams that have been uh, the Patriots in trouble for filming. Yes, the Patriots for filming the other sideline too. You're not, you know, 
We forgot about that scandal from the Patriots because that was 55 scandals ago. Yeah. <laughs> it, was the, it was the Patriots and the Colts, to be honest with you. I don't think it was us. What are we well, doing? Yeah, no, no, no. That's not true, actually, Megan. You guys both, it was it was the Colts and the Patriots decided to bring their own balls to other stadiums. And you Tony Dungy, Mr. I Love Jesus. No sure, way. It was Ursay. It was Ursay. Well, and I love him. Mike Pence loves Jesus. Of course you do. Of course you do. He's like, he's like if, if, if a professional wrestler had to dress like a CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, I love him. And, 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 he had Condi Rice in the suite with him last night? Of course he did. She's a <laughs> fan. She lives down the road. Everybody. But I'm serious. And then those and then those fumble statistics went down. They dropped off a cliff for the Colts and the Pats, and that's why they did it. Okay. Uh, shifting. Do you want to talk about Alec Baldwin? How do we feel about Alec Baldwin? Ooh. Ooh. I feel, I, it's not even him. You know, like I, you can say Rust. Um, but you feel I, like, I've been on set yeah, with a gun he a producer. He was a producer on he that. Was? Yeah, he's a producer mm-hmm. on the movie. That you, He knew exactly what was going on there. What? So you think he, he knew exactly what was going on there. You're not a producer and a star of the movie, and you watch the whole crew walk off the set. We have a producer here. What do you think, Mick? What do you think about this? Ever, you want to chime in? I mean, it feels like <laughs> you would think that somebody was cutting corners in the prop and safety department going. Somebody was probably going, hey, we this may not be a good idea. And the other person's going like, well, if we do that, that's how many dollars. And here's our budget. And if we do it in v- like you could have just done it in VFX, like honestly, in post, you could have just yeah. made the noise in post. I work in post. <laughs> You're, are you willing to, to make a bang? You put gunshots all over the fucking place. Yeah, we, what are you talking about? You, we can put you a can blood spurt coming out of your Who cares? I don't know. It's it's just really tragic. It's really sad. You know, it's just amazingly difficult situation. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, but you got to be on. I mean, it's if it's, it's if it's that small of a set or that they shrunk it down to that size. A guy that's been on that many sets knows that there's a problem there, and not that he would say, "Okay, we're not going to do this take. I'm not going to do this." you know, climactic scene or whatever it was, but like everybody there was, you know, and it's, it sucks that somebody had a loaded fucking gun, but everybody there who was at a high level had to like really kind of. Yeah. That's not just on Alec. That's on a lot of people. I feel like I've been on a set with a gun before and a guy comes out and he goes, I just want everybody to know that there's a gun on set. He does like a whole spiel. He shows you that the clip is empty. He like, does a little test thing. Like, there's like a whole thing you do with guns, I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it comes on set, they shine a light in it. I look at the clip. I look at the chamber. Then everyone else sees it. The director signs off on it. I ask to see it again before it's handed to an actor. And then I, I put a bullet it, in it. And then it gets lit. Yeah. And I think, though, Baldwin, <clears throat> when you get those producer titles, a lot of times that's a name only in order to break up your pay scale. So you can get a certain amount of money, then you add a producer title to it so that you can negotiate side points that come in through the producer title for creative financing for movies. Sure. I get that, Mick. But if, I mean, if I'm a producer and I'm pointing a gun at a human being, I'm going to maybe take a little bit bit more seriously. Maybe. Yeah. I'm just trying to fry Alec Baldwin on the podcast, guys. <laughs> I get it. No, I got it when you leaned into the camera. I mean, hey, Donald yeah. Trump Jr. is selling a t-shirt that says guns don't kill oh people, God. Alec Baldwin I'm kills good. people. I just read that. It's like Don oh, Jr. Just, you came through again. You yeah. Profiting <laughs> off of it. 
How much do you think Hilaria wants to weigh in? <laughs> and he's like, he baby, a fake you, accent, right? He's like, you oh did enough God. this year. You got to sit this one out. How you say? Is this the Spaniard? Yes. Yeah. She doesn't know about cucumbers or something. What was her deal? She's like, how you How'd say? How do you say Nuevo Mexico? She's um, not, <laughs> not Latin. Uh, she claimed to be Latin. Yeah, and she's just from she's just from Boston. Yeah, she's she's, she's got an accent and everything. I think they'll be president of Florida. I think they got a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, careless with firearms, and he, he was just standing his ground. Oof. They point a camera at you. You point some back. Shit. Somebody else may know that because I know the. I mean, it it seems like it's terrible whatever time it is but given the strike that was about to happen and them pleading for better working conditions oh, and yeah. a person being murdered on a set um are, so i know that they avoided a strike but it seems like people may not vote to ratify the deal because mm-hmm. they are unhappy with the deal that's true yeah that's still out to vote to the membership okay so it needs to be ratified and uh, every Odyssey uh, member. It's so funny when you read Deadline or any like trade things, all of the screen grabs from Twitter accounts are actors of like, just send yeah, me no, it's like, no Odyssey members? Yeah, no, right? they did like, that. Their opinions on their contract? Like, yeah. nothing? You can't. They, they're ter- <laughs> they did that when the WGA was at odds with uh, the agents too. Like, they were like, everybody wants this deal to get done. And it's like, nobody in the WGA. <laughs> like likes what's happened like they just they seem who runs variety and deadline don jr um <laughs> yes strangely enough yes side gig for him uh, <laughs> of all the unions to go asking for quotes sag is not the one <laughs> they give brand dresser like, the, the brilliant actor my president <laughs> hashtag not my president <laughs> hashtag technically my union <laughs> yeah yeah i probably owe dues it's mostly I don't for want screeners to stop working that's what that is right there i don't want my show to go away you would think i mean non-union gigs uh they used to be plentiful now they sell not they like they pay you in gift certificates now is what non-union's doing so what yeah. Is that too yeah. is that to like subvert some sort of rule? Or? Well, they used to pay people in like $1000 buyouts and now it's like will you do this for a $10 Amazon gift certificate? And I think there were a lot of corners being cut union-wise during COVID. Like I worked on a bunch of like fundraisers that they were like oh, well, this, is, yeah. this is a fundraiser so it's non-union and it's like I don't know what that means, but it seems like it could be union. Somebody just asked me to do a fundraiser to to host an MC, I would be MCing an event for six hours, two shows. Whoa. And they're like, can you do it for $50? It's a fundraiser. And I was like, like, that's $8 an hour. No. My friend did a Wiener Circle documentary. For- <laughs> <laughs> but it, they pulled the fundraiser. Fun- yeah. They, they tried to pull the fun. The and fundraisers fund- also have, have a budget. $50 you know, like, and a chocolate saying. shake. I, I was like, get a liquor sponsor to pay your fucking talent. Get the fuck out of my face. I said it nicer than that. But yeah. yeah. It was insulting. My life um, runs a, non- is a nonprofit <laughs> yeah. and the, the, the talent gets paid. Yeah. Talent gets paid at charity things. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And by fundraiser, we mean we're raising money for our company. Right. <laughs> we're raising our funds. Yeah. Yeah. Would the fundraiser be for what? Like what kind of thing? It was a queer thing. 
I know um, some. I know some other queer is going to listen to this and run with it. But... <laughs> we do that. Available. We can't wait. We're gotchas. I'm speaking for the queer community. We love to gotcha. And I'm. I know. As soon as I opened my mouth, I was like, I'm about to get got. Oh. <laughs> but pay your talent. Don't tell us that you have to do something and it's a fundraiser. You know. Your company. You You're make... also queer. Like, yeah, I'm make... also queer. You've seen, you can see what? the haircut. <laughs> Why are you trying to rip me off? <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. I'm in the fund. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um, here's some statistics that never work in a show like this because I say them out loud, but I'm going to say them anyway. The richest 10% of Americans own 89% of stocks. Saw that tweet. Billionaires got 70% more wealth during COVID. When do we get a squid game here? Well, real quick, I bet there's already is one. Oh, right. And it's just, uh, it's just in a real uh, pay-per-view type uh, private type. uh, You got to know somebody password type situation. Oh, I thought you were going to like, I I thought you meant like it was like a Paul brother fighting. Yeah. (laughs) I think a mild version of Squid Game is the lottery. It always depresses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite shows is My Lotto Dreamhouse. And (laughs) it is the what these people want to spend. It is so heartbreaking. Like, they'll be like, I won $4 million. My budget's 150K. And you're like, no, like, (laughs) like, the budgets are lower than House Hunters. Like, it is tragic, truly tragic. But oh, most people go through their it. whole life buying that shit and they just never get more than a hundred bucks. It's like, oh, God. I thought you were talking about the Shirley Jackson short story. Oh, <laughs> the lottery. <laughs> sure. Oh, wow. It's actually not too far off, really. There's, uh, somebody loses real yeah. bad at that one. Me and O'Connell are the only people that got the Shirley Jackson reference. Wow. Oh, you did? Okay. The lottery. No, I didn't. I didn't. Were we all forced to? Maybe they just were different generations. Yeah, I think so. I went on a kick where I was big into short story reading. Where's my little short story book? That's one of the best ones, actually. Yeah, she's a great writer. Hold on, let me read it real quick. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite short, but... My little short stories. Oh, what's in there? What's in there? Short stories and interviews. Oh, wow! Oh, my God. the book club with Mike Bridenstine. Book buddies. I love it. Ever since you have a heart out at three, do you have any plugs to give besides your um, upcoming trip to Wiener Circle? So I'll be visiting Wiener Circle, Chicago, probably in the, the middle of winter when it's negative 17. So everybody's <laughs> really excited um, to be alive. Uh, I'm going to be doing the, the dates TBD, but I'm going to be doing What's Your Problem, Sir, live at the new Elysian Theater Ooh, cool. yeah, oh, in December. Yeah, it's a crowd work storytelling show. So I'm excited about that. Will you do That's one so shot put during the show so I can see? It would ruin the stage, but I will <laughs> film myself doing shot put in a, video, in a pre-show video just for you. Thank you. Um, well, yeah, ever, are, were you a track star or something? Field. I, I, yeah, the field star. I was Get too right. chubby for field track. Time. I was too fat for track, but I wanted to be a part of the team. So I was like, I like lifting weights. <laughs> so yeah. i would just get whatever little points i could and then i would eat all day i'm not kidding you like track meets had like cheese fries hot dogs hamburgers and i was like i yeah. eat for my endurance <laughs> <laughs> just like power throwing 
Y'all, it's been, I wish I had more time. Um, but speaking of VFX. All right, put those gunshots in, and I guess yeah. the rest of us are staying for a little bit. Right? Pew, pew, pew. Bye, y'all. Bye. 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 Okay, here, do you want to hear my fringe conspiracy theory that I don't think is that fringe? I want your takes on it. Yeah. Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. I've never talked about them on the show. I think that that's by design. I think that that's their job. I think that uh, Democrats get to promise shit and then they get to go, oh, we can't. Oh, we can't. Oh, okay. See, they, we want to, but we can't. I think so. That, then how, how does like the. How does the party pick who is going to be the bad guys? They picked uh, Joe Manchin because he truly doesn't give a fuck. He's from West Virginia. <laughs> His daughter makes a billion dollars every time he says fuck off. And Kirsten Cinema just likes attention. She she sold the farm, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. she is. I, I agree with you. But so you're saying like Pelosi will be like, we need two people to kind of sabotage this shit. Yes. But not wow. pull up. Maybe Schumer. Maybe Biden. Mm. Say, say, hey, we get to act like we want this. Who wants to take the fall and be the? Let's wait. Because I think that their job, Democrats' job, is Republican job is to say no. Democrats' job is to say let's wait. Which means we tried. No. Yeah. To go <laughs> ah, we can Because I, my problem is, I know what it looks like when they want something. If they That's want, pretty involved. I don't know. I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't get hung up on the details. It just seems like a pretty logical um, expression of of how humans operate. I mean, we're naturally greedy and self-destructive. And so it makes sense that our Congress, the end result of our congressional functioning would be kind of stagnation and and uh, an even distribution of wealth and resources. And that's just what they they're they're bullshit is just going to result in that he's going to he's going to try to make money for a dying industry and she's going to try to keep her job in a a place that i cannot believe ever elected her yeah and she's making just amazing amounts of money from all sides so yeah what you know what it's like our hatred towards her if you hate her matters not i'm afraid right (laughs) Right. She's going to do what she does, and she's obviously very strong-willed about it. I knew I but, hated her when she did the thumbs down for the oh, the minimum wage, just, and people were like, what was that shit? And then they were like, yeah. um, commenting on a woman's body is not okay. And I was like, that's the worst like bad faith argument. Like, No, I've her outfit was bad. Like, she dressed it. She's one of the worst <laughs> dressers I've ever seen. You know, that, like, that's... She's- yeah, a great dresser though. You know what I mean. You could tell that she's like, I have, so, I have. The oh most yeah, <laughs> you know, this week she's like Halloween, <laughs> like she is a wacky. She's like, what? Yeah, what? What? Uh, what type of nurse will she go as? <laughs> this week I'm straight and slutty. Yeah, um, yeah. He, I, I can't believe if there is any complicity in it. I think it is in in uh, the coverage. And I mean, maybe I don't know why Nancy Pelosi and the leadership isn't just blasting the coal industry. They have old money that can hurt them, but it's a dying industry. Nobody wants that anymore. Nobody wants coal anymore. It's not Joe profitable. They have to they have to get subsidized by every state that they operate in. Nobody wants it anymore. It's like it's it's literally not profitable. The coal industry is dying. There used to be a uh, porn star named Max Hardcore. And 
the politicians are max hardcore <laughs> and the citizens are the woman in ankle socks and pigtail. <laughs> That's well, really the only sir, kind well, of sir. metaphor I can offer for the fucking that is happening right now and will continue until someone yells cut. <laughs> and who will that be, you know? Putin. Putin will say. I did. I did see a, a solution of sorts in my head. I, it's not fully there, but I saw Andrew Yang on something, and he's going third party. And my initial <laughs> thought when seeing it was, "Fuck you, fuck your whole life." <laughs> but then he, the what he's actually doing isn't. He's not really running third party. He's trying to get rank choice voting on things, so that people, um, so it's not just like as, uh, whatever as fighty as it is it's, divide and conquer yeah you know he just did the irvine improv on sunday <laughs> <laughs> he, a, he, he has a, been doing comedy clubs which is so funny oh and wait no. is that true yeah he did the stand in new york but he's not charismatic or funny no or he hot or good or <laughs> he's no worse than some of the shitty comics i've seen <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you want to do? We already did a gun one, but uh, five times more cops died of COVID than guns during COVID. More cops died of COVID than in nine eleven. Were they? I mean, there's these in places without masks. Yeah, and cops it's... are refusing to get vaccinated. And, yeah, and cops be dying. I would. If you're COVID. around hundreds of people a day. I mean, that's just where you draw, you know, like maybe you, if you sit in your fucking house, you don't have to get it probably, but I, I mean, the opinion. yeah, the mandates are going to do police reform on, because it is like, I would yeah. say the Venn diagram is very yeah. overlapping. <laughs> that, is, like, that is police reform. trigger happy yeah. to anti-packs. Right. If you so can't... it's like, yeah, that's the bad apples. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thank you for announcing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please show yourself out. And so it's like, I know they're mad at Lori Lightfoot. I know they're mad at de Blasio. I mean, I, they're fighting it out here. Um, so it, these major cities at least are having the and especially these democratic cities are pushing the mandates through and the cops are gonna sue them i think is their plan i mean you think the police union would have something to say but i mean it's it's, it's really i don't know that's oh just, the police union is furious yeah they're, they're furious and they're, they're furious that people are forced to get backs yes it's really it's yes. really too bad it's i mean it's uh it makes sense though i don't know a harder job that's easier to get so you got a whole a whole contingency of your union that's dumb enough to get tricked into being anti-vaccine science and hopefully megan you're right hopefully this is like uh <laughs> do you or do you not believe in vaccine science trick question no more qualified immunity for you yeah i mean that's the, it's like I had I have a friend who they they were sending their kid to a school and they were like, hey, one of the teachers isn't vaxxed. Is that like an issue? And the parents were all like, yes, it is an issue, not just because of covid, because we don't want that person teaching our children things like it's also the, it's like cop if, if you don't value just public safety and public health, don't be a cop seems like a one to one kind of conclusion yeah, it's even a nurse i mean there's medical professionals yes, yes. i've heard an interview with the the uh 
the emergency department director down at USC. And he said that, and this was, you know, uh, four, five months ago, he said that the, the vaccination rate amongst employees at USC hospital, which is a giant medical facility was below 50%. And the person interviewing him couldn't wrap their head around it. They're like, do you have any insight as today? He's like, all I can say is my employees are subjected to the same misinformation that everybody else is. Mm -hmm. And they may think, this is the only thing I can think for the medical profession, is they may be like, we've been exposed to so many different kinds of COVID at this point that we have immunity. So why get this? That's, I'm not, I don't think that. I'm just, that's the only thing that I've been able to be like, what is their rationale? I mean, it makes sense, you know? I mean, I I understand how a person could live through that and not if they didn't get COVID or they did, you know, they got COVID and it didn't really you know, they kind of brush it off their system, handle mm-hmm. it well. I could understand why they would, a percentage of that percentage, Megan, would be like, I don't understand why. And uh, okay, but then it's it's the larger percentage of the yeah. people who are, who are legitimately have been tricked into not believing in vaccine science. The reason why 8 billion people exist on the planet right now. The reason mm-hmm. for their fucking strip malls. The reason for their fucking, <laughs> the, the, for their fat 35 fucking people families that you know all their little barbecues and everything that they do in mass all the shit they consume is only exists they can only wipe their ass because they have seven vaccines in them already and now they've chosen this one thing to get political and defensive and play the victim over and it's fucking we deserve to die well i sure hope that they don't hear this (laughs) (laughs) you said a lot of things about their freedom You, you and their family did you have to drag their family into it? Yeah, yes. Right. Somebody needs to drag their family into it, and I'll do it. <laughs> 308. Uh, let's do plugs. Vic Betancourt, what would you like to plug? Uh, this Thursday to Saturday, I'm at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Then I'm at Creek in the Cave, November 4th through the 6th in Austin, Texas. been a long time. Then after that, on November 10th, I'm at the Secret Group. In Houston, Texas, doors open at 7.30. You can get all that ticket information on natecraig.com. Those those sound like hot shows, buddy. Those sound like hot shows. Bring a towel, ladies. Those chairs are going to be damp. Low low ticket alert. No, don't fucking follow me on anything. I'm not at Go fuck yourself. Why are you following me? I was like, Nick, that's a lot of days. Wow. What a great plug. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) I don't don't want anybody to follow me. Go watch clips of Joey Diaz's podcast on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, nothing. Please don't follow me for anything. Megan Gailey. Okay, Um, two podcast plugs. Um, My Lifetime podcast, I Love a Lifetime Movie. And we're getting ready to do holiday movies. Very exciting. Um, There's a Jay have- Moore Christmas Groundhog Day. Please do Jay it. Moore and Jeannie Buss is like one of the hardest couples for me to swallow. Um, and then... Um, and then I have a new podcast on Cousin Sal's network called Megan Fun of Sports that I host with this gal, Megan Connolly. She used to be the Patriots reporter. So Megan we're Fun that. of Sports. Megan Fun of Sports. And then I'll be at Helium in Indianapolis. Go um, the Go Wednesday. Horse. Go Horse. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving, November 24th. Nice. O'Connor. Hot show. O'Connell. Back in town. Uh, I have a podcast that I don't really make that often called Life in the Human Zoo. <laughs> and it's just a bunch of not- nonsense and madness. 
I'll be making another one shortly. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> Life in the Human Zoo is a, it's great. It's a, please do more. It's so funny, Mike. I want, I would love it if any of the comedians in Chicago from that generation were worth a shit at self promotion. That would have helped so many of us. Yeah, it seems like it's sort of like there. You didn't need to that that it came after you got like you know like Facebook and Twitter. That was so. It's like even I'm. I feel not good at it. It was it was the time of the flyer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hard flyers. Hard flyers. Put up hard flyers. Which L stop would you like me to show? Hour before the show, or else you won't get your eight minutes. (laughs) <laughs> that was that was a wild time in the business when when like when like young comics like they they moved they they came to New York and LA and hit the ground running. It was like what they what and it's just like yeah they know how to use their computer. So mm-hmm. or people yeah. that are like terrible comedians but amazing at producing shows. There is a there is a genre of that. Sure. Yeah, I was always like, hey, you just if people like it, you get <laughs> more people will like it the next time. <laughs> you wish. Can I make one request uh, for this Halloween? Um, Mike, can you please go as Elizabeth Holmes? Which Mike? Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> just your hair. Your hair. Oh, is, yeah. You could I, just I, wear I, a I, turtleneck I, and just I have go. And... sketchy medical background. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking one shit fingerprint. You, you came in like a fucking thief and you took it and then you ran with it. <laughs> you could also go as Elizabeth Smart. That's what I thought he was saying. <laughs> yeah. A little darker. <laughs> yeah, for now. Well, you can always you can you can always make the Elizabeth Holmes crazer eyes and like really sell the costume. Yeah. You have to yeah. talk like this though. With one finger prick, you. <laughs> she did this with her voice. I bet she's an Astros fan. She's from Rich Houston. <laughs> I, I speak down here for some reason. Yeah, her testimony is going to be a, a fun podcast in and of itself. <laughs> That's happening right now, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, that trial. Is, yeah, the trial is going on. It's been on. going on a while. Okay, we got to go because Gailey has Wait, 35. Nate's got to promote his show. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah sorry, you, can, sorry, sorry. You, can go, uh, you can go. I'll be uh, at the Majestic in Madison, mm-hmm. Wisconsin on uh, December 29th, and then I'll be at the Laughing Tap uh, on uh, – in, on New Year's Eve, and you can check those out at uh, those details out at mickbetancourt. Oh, <laughs> this is the most confusing. <laughs> look, look, we we from old school. We're we're, we're, we're trying to figure it out. <laughs> we can't promote ourselves, so we promote each other. There you yeah. go. That's what you should have done. That's classic Chicago. Yeah. We're never comfortable. It's a pussy man. to promote yourself. You're a pussy yeah, if you promote yourself. We we focus on the product, man. Yeah. all right this will be out friday thank you everybody you guys are wonderful people what a fun group i miss you guys that was fun okay bye guys yeah bye Bye. yeah it's mick nate megan ever and mike please hit subscribe i will tag them all on twitter and instagram eventually so go give everybody a follow on social media Except for my friend Mick Betancourt, who does not want you to follow him. Follow everybody else, though. That is the show. Thank you so much for listening. R.I.P. Mortsall. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. Love you.